Joining us right now is former NFL quarterback uh, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, a man who went to a championship game as a rookie, and his name was coming up with all the Brock Purdy hype, and I was like, stop it. This has been done before. Sean King did this. Let's stop with the Brock Purdy nonsense. <laughs> and that is, of course, Sean King who joins us now. Sean, good morning. What's happening? Good morning, guys. How you doing? Doing great. You see, you're out here now. I live in Vegas. You do? Oh, you're Vegas. In okay. Vegas, yes. So you're with the, uh, what, Visit next? Visit, yes. Visit, okay. Yes. So uh, this is interesting because these, I, I kind of lost track of what the heck happened to you. Because you, you, got, you got into coaching, didn't you? I did. So I made the worst decision of my life. I was doing broadcasting. <laughs> right. And I left to go be a coach. So any broadcasters out there, don't believe the hype. Stay in broadcasting. Do not go into coaching. Well, you should have told that to Jeff Saturday. Well, that's a, that's a different situation. If somebody that's a friend of yours randomly calls you and offers you one of 32 jobs in the world, take it. Yeah, you're right. You're pretty right. I would, I would imagine. And he did take it and unfortunately it didn't go so well for I him. mean, it's the best retirement plan in America, right? Become an NFL head coach, get fired midway through your first year or midway through your second year and get all the money. Yeah, but, but why do they keep coaching though? So I don't understand. Like his buddy Frank Reich, he signs his contract extension with the Colts. He gets fired. Now he's taking another job in Carolina right away. I think the thing that makes you a great coach is not one to ever quit. Yeah. And generally when you get fired, you go out on a bad you know, kind of situation, and you feel like if I ever get another opportunity, there's some things I would adjust, change, and do differently, and so hopefully Frank will get it fixed. The thing was, in, in Indy, he couldn't get the quarterback position fixed, so he's going somewhere, he gets another chance to organically, you know, find a quarterback that can help Carolina get back to where they were. Yeah, it'd be nice for him to be able to draft one and then also develop one. You know, it's interesting, you know, I remember when you were a player, you are about the, the size of Jalen Hurts uh, in terms of your height and everything else, and you moved around, but not as much as Jalen does. It's got to be good. You got to be pretty stoked to see him and you know get this far and make it to a Super Bowl because you guys played a similar style. You know what's interesting, Boomer, is you guys made it hard for quarterbacks like myself because like you were the prototype, drop back, throw the ball all over the field, athletic enough to get out of the pocket, but you operated you know a traditional offense. I think my draft class started this evolution in the National Football League. It was Tim Couch. Donovan McNabb, Akili Smith, Dante Culpepper, Cade McNabb, myself, Aaron Brooks. I think that was the first group that came into the NFL that all were kind of slightly different from the traditional quarterbacks that were having all the success. And then it kind of parlayed into Michael Vick. And, you know, now most of the quarterbacks are, are doing the same thing in college. Mm -hmm. Zone read stuff, throwing the screen game, you know, operating from the shotgun. I'll never forget this. John Gruden gets to Tampa. We weren't even allowed to go in shotgun in two-minute offense. Yeah. Like, that was his thing. Shotgun's not football, you know. <laughs> you gotta love it. <laughs> we were talking to Sean King on Boomer and Geo's with Visa now out in Vegas. That's Brent Musburger's thing, It right? is. Coming live from... Yeah, you hang out with him a lot? Direct. Oh, he's the best. Uh, he does a Sunday show. So anytime I can get high enough on the pecking order to get a couple segments, I try and jump on with one of the greatest of all time. <laughs> of course. Legendary. Uh, you're friends with uh, Brian Jones, the old uh, linebacker. I am. That's my guy. Best dressed guy on TV, by the way. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Tremendous. Yeah, and he's got that beard going now and that whole thing looking like Grandpa Brian He's Jones. got the lovely Smith. That's what I call him. That's yeah. right. It also has uh, CBS. Have you been to a strip club with him? I have not. Um, I'm married. Yeah. And my wife allows me to do a lot of things. Yeah. That's probably a deal breaker. Right. See, I have. With me, him, and Winfred Tubbs. <laughs> oh, wow. 
You know Winfred? Yeah, that sounds like a, a, a great time. It was. It a was. Winfred, a BJ, and a Geo. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Yeah, I was uh, definitely a fish out of water. Great. But we hopped around. It was three different of them in the uh, Dallas area. Yeah. So it was great. And I just listened to them. He's and, an awesome dude. Oh, he's the, he was yeah. the greatest. When so it I comes just, to Vegas, uh, we always go grab dinner. That's my guy. Of course. No, yeah. Yeah, no just the old guy. You guys didn't play with each other, No, did you? no, no. He's older than me. He was. Okay. I'm a baby, boy. Oh, yeah. I just got old friends. Wait a minute, well, you're about, what, 45? 45, right on the dot. Yes. No, don't bring, bring up Brady. Brady's a unicorn. I don't right. know what he's running around okay. here doing at 45, still putting on a helmet Damn. and shoulder pads. You were critical of Brady. Not I wasn't one. critical. I was honest. Oh, okay. But We've got to get over this. Uh, you, If you're telling the truth, it doesn't have emotions. It's just the truth. Yeah, I everybody, understand. I like that. Yeah, everybody like that gets take. old. I didn't say that Brady's not the greatest ever. No one's ever coming close to 10 Super Bowls, 7 Super Bowl appearances. Yeah. But like every athlete in the history of pro sports, he has gotten older. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but here's the headlines. Uh, Ex-Bucks QB Sean King has harsh Tom Brady take. <laughs> that's why you clicked on it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I forget exactly what, what you exactly, said. Well, yeah, what exactly did you say? A I shell said, of himself. I said, listen, there comes a point where you step off the curb into the street and you think you fell 10 stories. Yeah. It happens to all of us. Yes. He used to be the calmest quarterback I had ever seen when everything around him was chaotic. As he's gotten older, he's a lot less calm amongst chaos. And so now he needs everything to be pretty perfect to really operate as the Brady that we all knew and loved. Yeah, that's a fair assessment. That's fair. fair. Absolutely. Yeah, it's really, and you're saying exactly that. I was thinking I was going to catch you with something, but I can't. Those editors, man, they're brilliant, aren't they? No, they really are. But this. No, it really stinks. I can't go back to Tampa now, and I'm from there. He spent three years there, and now my card is rejected. Are you kidding me? Man, if I go in the airport, I'm going to get TSA pulling me to the back. (laughs) (laughs) How dare you be honest about Tom Brady? I love you, Tom. I mean, you're saying what everybody else is saying. Although I would love to see him play one more year for San Francisco, though. It'd be interesting, right? Oh, it'd be great. I so mean, where, do, where do you think like a guy like Aaron Rodgers ends up? I think Aaron Rodgers got to play better, Boomer. Mm. But where's he going to play? I don't know. I don't think going to a division that has Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert and probably a rejuvenated Russell Wilson would be what I was looking for. I mean, if we're honest, Green Bay, be careful. if they beat Detroit, <laughs> yes. they're in the playoffs. Who played bad? Aaron Rodgers. The year before, the Niners come to Green Bay. Who played bad? What did the Niners, what the Packers put up? Seven, six? Yes. He played bad. The year before, NFC Championship game, Bucks in Green Bay. Who played bad? I know Aaron's probably in a dark room right now. He's not listening to this. <laughs> but when he comes out, I'm sure somebody will have a headline, ex-Buck quarterback trashes Rodgers. Right. No, but you're uh, to whom much is given, much is required. When you're compensated at that level, when you're talked about as being one of the most talented we've ever seen, I expect you to perform at your best when the lights are the brightest. And for whatever reason, recent history, Aaron hasn't done that. Hmm. Now, do you think if he goes to a new team, this is the question we talk about all the time because the Jets are involved in this, that he'd be rejuvenated in a way, take it seriously? Or do you think that he's just so out there right now that it doesn't matter where he's at? Like, football isn't his number one thing. Well, I'll be honest, it never worked for me. I got cut in Tampa. I I changed venues, went to Arizona, got cut in Arizona. Hmm. Changed venues, went to Indy, got cut in Indy. So it didn't work for me. But, yeah, I didn't go in a dark room in between any of these (laughs) firings. So so maybe change might be good for him. on any drugs like he did, no, like no, a no, ayahuasca no, or no, the no, mushrooms no. or anything like that? Let me just say, you, you and I, neither of us are Aaron Rodgers. You know Absolutely that, right? Not. Okay, yeah. right. So right. he's a great player, but I understand what you're saying. You know, the interesting thing for me is, you know, he's 
I think he should just stay in Green Bay. I don't, I don't know why he would want to go anywhere else other than the fact maybe he's bored in Green Bay, maybe he's tired, maybe he just wants to feel the rush of playing for a new team. But would he immerse himself into that new team the way that Tom Brady immersed himself into the entire Tampa Bay community? I don't think so, and I think it's why Derek Carr and Josh McDaniels never worked. Derek Carr is a guy has been to Pro Bowls. He's already made a significant amount of money. He's at a certain level. When you get to that point in your career to all of a sudden have to start over and learn a whole new verbiage and a whole new way of looking at offensive football, because Josh McDaniels has a unique approach. I think he just didn't want to do that. I think Aaron could find himself in the same situation. Talking to Sean King, former Buccaneer quarterback who's trashing the league right now. Oh, God. Sure. <laughs> kidding. He's being honest. He's being honest. Uh, Warren Sapp. A good guy, bad guy. Great guy. Really? And the most athletic big man I've ever seen. He almost killed this man right here back in the day. I used to cover the Buccaneers for sports radio down there. Well, you probably the... asked a dumb question. And you got an aggressive answer. That well, happens. I got no answer, so I kept pushing. <laughs> it didn't <laughs> work so well. Yeah, yeah I kept so well, asking him to answer. Now, I'll be honest. like He probably still doesn't get enough credit for what he was. I have never seen a man that big. We went and played basketball. And he got the ball on the block, drop step, and two-hand tomahawk dunked on a dude. And it changed my life. <laughs> you know, I, I realized being big wasn't all that bad if you had those kind of genes. So, I mean, tremendous player, unblockable. Uh, I, I would love to see him now. I, I mean, he, 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 if you think Aaron Donald's good, Warren Sapp is, is a bigger, taller version of Aaron Donald. I remember your teams, man, when you started playing because it was the NFC Central at the time. and I grew up Black in, and blue. Yes, I grew up a Minnesota Vikings fan. He's such a pain in the ass. Actually, it was the year before you got there, 98, 15-1 Vikings, the one game they lost to the Buccaneers down there. I believe it was 27-24. And then you got there, and then you guys go to the championship game for crying out loud, and you lose to the greatest show on turf, but the defense was awesome. That season must have been your rookie year, just a crazy, wild ride. I mean, what were your memories of? Well, first of all, I remember that we were real soft. I remember when that schedule came out, the first thing everybody looked at, where do we have to go in December on the road? We know they're going to probably send us to Chicago. Mm-hmm. Let's hope we don't have to go to Chicago and Green Bay, right? This is when the Bucks, I think, had never won a game where the kickoff was 30 degrees or less. But I'll tell you a quick story. So my first ever game in the National Football League, Giants are in town. We're in Tampa. I mean, I'm from St. Petersburg, so I'm home. Mm-hmm. Man, I'm excited. I'm fired up. You know, I looked in the mirror. I thought I looked fly, fresh to death. <laughs> Trent Dilfer comes and sits next, sits next to me, Boomer, and he's like, hey, kid, I got great news. So I'm looking at him like, well, damn, Trent, what the hell are you talking about? I was like, what's up? Tony said he's announcing the defense. Trent had been so maligned yes. by that fan base. When wow. I got to Tampa, he was afraid that Tony was going to announce the offense in the whole wow. opener, and they are going to boo him. Wow. That's how bad it was. <laughs> yes. Wow. That's oh amazing God. to me. Well, that's what happens when you he was number one overall. I think, I think so. I think he was number one overall. Yeah, I mean, and he's still used as the guy who won the Super Bowl who shouldn't have at the quarterback position. Well, there's no such thing as shouldn't uh, have. But that, I hate that because it's right. Because he, he earned that. He played good that game. Exactly. I remember that seam route he threw. I think it was a Stokely for a, a touch. He played good that game. I felt like uh, Kerry Collins played that game really fast mm-hmm. because they were playing against that great defense. Yep. So he was kind of like a step ahead of everybody and just never really got into a rhythm. But, uh, you know, that's what happens. It could happen this week against Patrick Mahomes. I feel, I was telling these guys, Patrick Mahomes, here he is. 
man, he's amazing. He's an amazing player. And uh, anybody who's ever sat back there to watch him play the way he plays, we've never seen anything quite like it. But, you know, in his three Super Bowls now, he'll be playing the top defenses mm -hmm. that are coming out of the NFC. <clears throat> and that's not easy, especially when you're playing against a team as fast as the, the Eagles are and as many sacks as they create. He might have the most complete skill set of any quarterback in the history of the game. Measurables, arm talent, football IQ, functional mobility, athleticism. He's got it all, but he's not fundamentally sound. If you can get traffic around him, you can force him into some turnovers. Carries the ball low, you know, extends plays because he's capable of it. Mm -hmm. But, you know, that also is kind of the gift and the curse. Aggressive but not reckless. So you're right. If they can get bodies around him, they do a good job of rushing the quarterback. He can create some turnovers, but he also break your heart. I mean, he's one of those guys, hey, sometimes you eat the bell, sometimes the bell eats you. Like, he's going to make some plays with yes, everything right, and he's still going to be successful. Uh, Vincent paying you okay? Uh, if you guys hey, want to make a counter offer, I'm telling you, I'll go to the Musburger family tomorrow mm. and say, hey, man, I might be moving to New York. Yeah, I, feel like a lot I, was, of I was checking out his watch. That should tell you. Oh, it's pretty nice. Yeah, let me hide that. Let me hide that. <laughs> Former NFL player. I'm on free lunch, man. Yeah. Four kids. <laughs> oh, four kids. Yeah. Four kids. Wow. Two, eight, ten, thirteen. Shout out to my babies and my wife. Two. You got a two-year-old? Yeah, I know. 45? Yeah, I made, I made a mistake. He's not a mistake, <laughs> right. but I did. <clears throat> I got to give you a chance to crow a little bit about your Tulane uh, victory over well, USC. Well, yeah, Keyshawn yeah? Johnson is out there. Yeah, we whooped up on those Trojans. <laughs> yeah, Key. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, Kevin Williams, he'll be the next Patrick Mahomes. Hey, he's really good. Oh, you he's think? a spitting image of him. Yep. Um, but he's probably a little more ahead of Patrick because Patrick at that time in his college career wasn't a household name. Patrick's a guy that was better in the pros than he was in college. You know, in college whereas Caleb's coming in. You know, it'll be interesting. How does he handle it from an approach standpoint, having a big NIL deal, all the sponsorships? You know, Patrick's a, a gym rat. You know, he's a guy that stays in. So we'll see. But Caleb's super talented. How much money do you think Caleb Williams is making? I can't imagine. You think I north of $10 million? Yeah, I don't even want to guesstimate because I'm so frustrated that we didn't get a chance yes, yes, to yes. get NIL. Oh yes. I mean, whew, can you imagine, Boomer, if we were coming through now? Jeez. Well, I mean, yeah, we talk about this almost every day. Think yeah. about, I mean, Joe Burrow's about to get $50 million a year as a Bengals quarterback who took him to a Super Bowl and lost. Oh, by the way, yeah. so did he. <laughs> so it's a little bit different. I hey. think Joe's going to take less. Mm. I yeah. think it's going to take the Mahomes approach. You think so? Yeah, that's the only way to keep it all together. Especially for a small market team like this. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be interesting. I saw a, an interesting uh, number out there. Eight years, $408 million. You know, that's still, that ain't taking less. That's $50 million. I guess it's how it's structured that may help them. And, you know, T. Higgins, is he going to take less? Like, you know, he's a, a guy that has one year left on his contract. He's definitely a 1A wide receiver. And now it's time for him to get paid. Yeah. So, and, you know, he, you know, he hasn't made that much money. He now has to hit it big. And the only way you hit it big is if Joe Burrow takes less and maybe T. Higgins takes less. But why would you do that if you were T. Higgins? Yeah, I, I wouldn't. Because I, I, you, you might only get it once. You know, it's a game where, like, you're, you're one hit away, like one bad step away from, like, the career trajectory changing completely. You know, I always advocate for guys to get the bag. But guys like Burrow, they're going to make so much money off the field. What's the difference for him between 50 a year, 35 a year? He'll make that up. You know, uh, what did... Patrick worked out a deal. He owns, like, one of the franchises in Kansas City, like, <laughs> soccer or something. Oh, yes, yes, Right, yes. so, I mean, like, it was, Jeff, Jim Mercer might just Saturday you at some point post-career. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> oh, that's not going to happen in Cincinnati, I can tell you that. All right, uh, before you go, where do you stand on the Patrick Mahomes wife and brother combination? So what I miss? You don't see them on TikTok and everything? Very uh-uh. annoying? Uh-uh. You, come, you serious? No, see, I'm an old school guy. You couldn't text from your cell phone when I played. Okay. So, like, this technology, like, I'm on it, but I didn't embrace it. All right. So I've never made a TikTok, you know, that kind of right. stuff. I just but. figured it would have gotten to you. You know, you're at Visa and in the media. So this is what you Whatever do. Patrick's doing, keep doing it. It's working. Yeah, I know. That's why these two people that are in his life, very strange. You got to check it out. That's what you do when you leave the set. <laughs> okay. You find, you go Jackson Mahomes and the wife. All right. Take I've, a got look a, at I've got a, I've got a, a homework assignment. And you're going like, like, yeah. to be like, how the hell is this man so successful with these people so close to him? That's what you're going to say. Because they're Sean awesome. King. Uh, all right, Sean. It was great seeing you. Hey, great thanks for having to me. You. Great to see you, man. Absolutely, hey, man. Beeson, uh, so what's, do you have a daily show on Beeson? Yeah, daily show, three to six. It's actually a television show. They said I had a face made for TV. I let you choose. I know it's a big market up here in New York. So uh, if you have YouTube TV, you can check us out. Type in V-Sin. It'll pop right up. Awesome, Sean. Continued success. Thank you.